All right. Hey, how y'all doing? Back again, another episode of the Factor Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy Robinson, and today we have someone special. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, y'all. I'm Samantha Bertu. I am the host of the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how you to, how you could progress in your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. Us meaning Black women, us meaning Black people. The tech was not built for us, so we need to figure out their system so we can get ahead. Right, all right, all right. So with that, how are you doing mentally, physically, emotionally? So it's a new year, so that means it's a new me. And I have that energy right now. I am um, doing a lot of goal setting and a lot of trying to reach the next level. So I'm doing well. (laughs) Ask me that in a month. It might be a different answer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back to me in February, March. Get back to me in March. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. So with that, uh, what led to you becoming a software engineer? So yeah, so I have been doing software engineering for over six years now. Um, I actually learned about software engineering in college. I wanted to put my artwork online. I was in theater and that was a cool thing to do in college. I'm a lot older than I look and there wasn't really Squarespace and Wix around when I first started. So I had to like learn how to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a college student. I was broke. So that's kind of where I found out about coding. I wish I had learned early on, like maybe when I was in high school or middle school, but my my schools did not have that resource for that. So, but I'm glad I found it. It took me a while actually to get into the industry. Um, I did a lot of, a lot of odd jobs like uh, construction estimating. I worked at a comedy club. I was a waiter, a waitress, sorry, yeah. a waitress. And I just wasn't very happy. And I always fell back to coding because like that was a fun thing for me to do. So I decided to take that seriously and I quit my job um, full time uh-huh. so I can learn how to code. I went to a coding boot camp. That coding boot camp was nine months long. And it took me about we learned about React and JavaScript and Node.js. And then from there, I graduated. I mean, graduated and then got a full time job within five months of graduating. All right, Dan, that's amazing to know. You know, with me, I took the traditional world, went to college, uh, took computer science, computer engineering courses, of course, and became an engineer. Uh, you're, my- you're very lucky for that because yeah. you started off young. That's so nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I jumped into it and I had the opposite effect to it. Now, I love it, uh, but it's one of those things that I think I'm going to be able to do for the rest of my life. But as far as working in corporate, I don't see myself doing that. So a lot, a lot of things, I'm glad I started this podcast and do other things on the side so that I can still use tech. And you never know, I may one day be teaching full time as teaching those tech courses, things of that nature. But just to pivot onto you, that's amazing. Congratulations for doing that. Because I don't hear many blacks that go to boot camps and be able to come out on top and have a job. So that's that shows that you have a lot of consistency and also shows that you're good at what you do. So that's that's amazing. So so in that, I say, uh, what is your it factor? Why you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Well, mm-hmm. at first, I didn't know about how much money you can make from tech. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you can make a lot of money in tech. And that kind of keeps me going. Um, I'm now financially stable. Before, I, like I said, I was doing odd jobs. And so now... I don't have to worry about that. I can like go travel the world and still be okay financially, which is really nice. 
But besides that, I do really enjoy coding. I like being able to solve those small little problems every single day. I think it's very rewarding, especially when you get to work for a company that you enjoy what you're working on. Definitely. Definitely. You're right about that. Because I know a lot of my friends, even myself, uh, certain companies you work for do kind of shift your bit. Like, dang, why did I even do this? Why did I even get this degree? Or why did I go to that boot camp? Because of the company. And we're basing that all off of who we're working for, you know, versus if we find another company that's for us, it's always an amazing thing to find something that you love to do. Well, I also would say that even if you don't agree with what your company is doing, Mm -hmm. find a team where you enjoy the project that they're working on. So a company will have multiple different avenues that you can explore. So Mm -hmm. just try to find that place that you fit in. Maybe you still don't care about the product. Find that place where that team supports you in your growth. That's important. Definitely. I like that. I like that. So tell me about your podcast, Deeper Than Tech. Tell me about that. Yeah. So my podcast hosts women in tech who are Black. Mm -hmm. And we just talk about our struggles. Well, not we don't. We have a different path in tech than our white females, than our white male colleagues. Mm -hmm. So we just talk about how to go through the struggle. Well, I keep saying struggles. It's not a struggle. We just have a different path. Mm -hmm. And for me, I I enjoy talking about like, how do we handle microaggressions? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with a manager who might not be on our side? Um, Those conversations we need to talk about and need to educate us so we can move um, up the ladder. Got you. And I like that. I like that. I like that you brought it up. So I was in training Monday, Tuesday of this week. And uh, the day it wrapped up or whatever. But uh, we was in the training. It's probably like 10 in the morning. And the guy gets on the call. We They asking him questions or whatever because it got to that part of the training. And the guy gets mad because he's like, y'all, you're supposed to been did this. Like, he's just talking off the wall or whatever. I'm just sitting there like one of my coworkers pinged me and like, hey, man, he got to learn how to communicate. Man. Can't talk to people like that. I'm like, yeah, but nobody's going to say anything. Just going to let it keep on going. I just, I want that to change in the tech industry because a lot of times I know people can't communicate or they may be introverted, but I'm like, you don't talk to your family. Like, I hope not, but maybe you do, you know? So, so. And well, that, that, starts with, that starts with leadership. Hopefully leadership and, will come in and, and help train people uh-huh. to act better. And if not, you got to start letting people go. Like you want everybody in your company to feel safe and inviting so they can produce better work. And if that's not true, I mean, I would let people go, but I don't, I'm not a boss. So (laughs) if I was a boss, I would have pulled them to the side because I'm like, you're leading a training. Like we we need this. Why are you being Mm -hmm. like that? Now you're making it where people don't want to ask questions. So all is going to be used. Yeah. And the product's going to suffer. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I'm glad you asked me earlier to uh, pivot that question of the four ways of doubling your salary and also about pivoting to other jobs and stuff of that nature. So if you could tell me about that, because I need to know it too. I mean, I have got my salary raised, risen over time, but just how do you do that? Yeah. So to start off with, I was able to double my salary in tech. Mm-hmm. I'm just a regular employee. I have a nine to five. I sit in code. I don't have like a get rich scheme to give people. Mm-hmm. I was just able to double my salary in four years with these four tips. So those four t- things will be like negotiation, job hopping, promotion, and raises. Gotcha. So 
Okay, okay, okay. So in it, like let's let's tackle into that job hopping because how often is that and uh how has it been for you? So I've only job hopped one time, but okay. it's very, very common for at least software engineers, mm-hmm. and especially software engineers um working at larger companies like Fang, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. Right. There's another N one and and Google. <laughs> and it's very common for them to hop jobs within a year. So that's a great way to actually boost your salary very quickly Mm -hmm. in a short period of time. So I say one year because usually companies will give you a sign-on bonus. And when you get a sign-on bonus, you are kind of required to stay at the company for at least a year or you need to give give the money back. So, um, So imagine this, the average U.S. salary... Um, to when you change jobs and go to like a higher paying job, it's like a 12% raise. But in tech, I have seen a lot of software engineers get 30%. So that's like a lot of money to get just for changing jobs. Um, I always say that being loyal to a company might cost you thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. um, which is like crazy to think about. But you could just, if you just, companies would just t- give employees raises they wouldn't lose so many how much they wouldn't have so much turnover so yeah so this is very common in the in the job in the tech industry to job hop now imagine you doing that every year for the next three years that's a lot of money so like say like you start off at fifty thousand dollars first of all you're getting underpaid in tech if you're working for fifty thousand dollars but times that by 30 i can't i'm not gonna do the math out loud because I'm not very good at math. I'm a front end engineer, <laughs> not a back end. You don't need you don't need to know math at all to be in tech. But just just do that. Fifty k times thirty next year times thirty next year times thirty. That is crazy amount of money that you can make just by changing jobs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing though because I think like a lot of times when you you come into these things like a lot of guys I know that I went to school with or certain women that I went to school with. A lot of them say, oh, I want to stay at this company. I want to do this. And it's like over time, it's like, hey, you really stand there. But over time, you learn what that company's teaching you. You kind of over time, you're like, I'll oh, get comfortable with what you're doing. Then when you try to leave out, say those three years, four years, five years later, it's like you're not as valuable as you would have been if you were moving jobs and learning new things from a different job. Sometimes. You know, so I definitely yes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes for sure, because there's nothing wrong with staying at the job that you have. Right. You just have to understand what are your motivations? Are you trying to get a lot of money quickly? Mm-hmm. That is for sure the fastest way to do it. Are you comfortable with the amount of money you have? I say I value my peace of mind. Mm-hmm. A lot more than an extra couple thousand dollars. Yes, an extra couple thousand dollars is a lot of money. But do I want to have headaches every day? No, I want to have my free time. And that's what I value more. Definitely, definitely. So then I would say, tell me about like with that, you know, and I, I switched this question around for that. Um, I watch a lot of people I work with that don't have that work-life balance. How are you able as a software engineer? And I know I'm able to do it, have a work-life balance. Even my wife asked me how I walk away from the computer. And I'm like, I got to go. Like my manager knows I'm, I'm going to come in early and I'm going to go. Like, I got to go. So how do you do that? I think it definitely depends on the type of job you have. Mm -hmm. Like, I work for a 
pretty big company. So they have a lot more engineers than they probably really need, which is good. If you work at a small startup, I don't think I could can speak on that experience. But for like me, um, medium to large size companies, I'm able to say, hey, I'm working between this time and this time. Right. Um, sometimes you might have to work one week out of every quarter a little bit longer because mm. we have this thing called on call. Right. And so that means like one engineer will need to like sit there in case something blows up and you need to be by your phone 24-7. But I am a, um, a finesser. I am not on the yeah, on-call rotation. <laughs> I've been off for that many times. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. You um, go amazing. ahead. You're amazing for that one because I just got on to where I'm doing operations and that's one of the talks I had today. But again, like you just said, I am a finesse. I'm gonna do what I need to do. You so got I'm on call, but ain't nothing blowing up. Ain't nothing no. gonna blow up. We're gonna make sure everything's perfect and go into Monday so that on Monday, Tuesday, it blow up on y'all. Y'all got to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just finish your way off of on call if you can, but sometimes it's required. Um, another thing I've learned to do is I actually have side um businesses like the podcast and creating content. Mm-hmm. I bought my own personal computer, so I won't have so when it comes to five o'clock my laptop closes and then my other laptop might open or I watch TV, but I don't keep anything work-related on my personal stuff because the computer, they pay for it. They get me on the computer, but anything else, I'm like, no, that's my own time. So it really just depends on your own job, what you can do to have that work-life balance. Yes, indeed. So in that, you know, um, what is one of your ultimate life goals then? Yeah. So just like you, I don't think I could work a nine to five for the rest of my life. I enjoy having my own time claim for myself. Mm -hmm. So I do want to become a SaaS founder. So a SaaS um, product would be like Facebook, Google, um, any apps that you have on your phone. Those are all SaaS products. And I would like to be able to do that as well. Got you. You're going to do that. That's amazing. I think, Appreciate that, it. I think we all need to make that step out, you know, and uh, me just now, I got my master's in uh, adult education and I plan to become a college professor, may go get my PhD. But once I do start teaching courses and either if I stay at the company that I'm at now, I move to another company, it's going to get to a point to where I'm like, hey, I'm making enough money to walk away from that nine to five. And I can teach classes and do this for the rest of my life. I can be cool with that. And yeah. but I feel like a lot of times, a lot of engineers I know, they we bounce around jobs or either we can't find a job or we're in that place of, oh, I got to be stuck here when it's like, no, you either went to school with that boot camp or whatever you did to get to where you are now so that you can do things that you want to do. I wish a lot of people looked at it like looked at it like that. That's why I started this podcast for people to see it and be like, dang, Jeremy able to walk away and do a podcast and at this certain time of the day, I'll be at work. And it's like, no, you got to be able to create time for yourself and the things you want to do, your aspirations. Yeah. One tip I always give people is do the things that you want to do first before you start your day job. So for me, I I wake up around 6.30, which is early, Mm -hmm. but I don't actually start my nine to five job until 12 p.m. So between 6.30 and 12 o'clock, I am doing things that I need to do to progress myself. Mm -hmm. So that's like working on the podcast, that's content creation, that's eating, that's working out, all that stuff. 
is me first and then I give time to the company. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. So before we do close, how is it working in New York? And how is the tech scene in New York? So the tech scene in, in New York is different now that we're all kind of remote. And then I don't think you have to live in New York City to get a New York City job. Well, I say you get a New York City salary. Mm-hmm. Probably not because <laughs> you're living in a different location. I think you will have to actually live here to get that. But I would say there's tons of jobs in New York City. So if you want to try to move here and try to make your way, go for it. Got you. I like that. I like that. So do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Why did you start this podcast? Yeah. So I started this podcast. Uh, if you watched any episodes before, I have actually been asked this question so many times. I love the question every time. Um, basically, it's like an origin story. I was in school and I was struggling with engineering. And I went to YouTube. I'm like, man, let me look. Got to find somebody that I can talk to. And everybody looked like my professor like i'm like hey dang i don't know who this old white guy is or who this guy is or another race person and i'm like i went to a whole hbcu and a lot of my professors still didn't look like me so i was like man god if you get me through this if i can get to where i can graduate i'm gonna create something to where i can not only give back to people but show people that are in this industry that are that look like me no matter if they went to school no matter what they do no matter what their career is i like to always motivate and change the narrative and just be able to see people in that i've been able to do over 100 plus episodes and bring on so many people and build a network that i feel like i live with me for the rest of my life yeah i love that you put yourself out there and i think you'll enjoy all your connections throughout your life definitely thank you so much thank you so that's pretty much it that's the episode and i look forward to keep talking to you and if you need anything let me know all right bye